0: This is a of WeAreChanged.org. Joined today with James Corbett of The Corbett Report. And James, I feel like we're growing apart. I never see you again. You're like one of my long ex-girlfriends. I'm like, what's going on? What? What? I, and I just thought, what is James doing? Because I don't see your stuff anywhere. Like, you have a very successful YouTube channel. Your YouTube channel has been taken off for a number of years now. You've been doing really great researched work. We've been knowing each other for way too long, but recently... I haven't seen you anywhere. Uh, How are you surviving during this kind of new phase of online censorship 2.0 uh, where literally we just saw a bunch of people wiped off a bunch, of, a bunch of people deleted. I know that you have a specific policy where you don't use Facebook at all but our Facebook page was recently taken down and it's like yeah, James, we're, we're joining you <laughs> on this uh, Facebook ban thing but uh, not on purpose. Yeah. But, uh, but but regardless of that, I haven't seen your work anywhere uh, and it's, and it used to be recommended to me all the time. How are you surviving uh, during this kind of uh, bigger censorship effort, which will lead us to the bigger discussion on Bilderberg that actually talked about this a
1: few years ago. Yeah. So uh, how are you surviving? Well, uh, yeah, that's a good question. And I guess this is part of the feedback that I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, maybe I'm not surviving, uh, because as you say, if you're not getting recommended it uh, anymore, then that is a worrying sign, because obviously they're jiggering with all the algorithms and changing everything so that it's harder to search for my material, but now it's getting... so they don't even recommend the material as much. And I've seen this, obviously, in the in the view counts to whatever extent you can trust it over the years. The, uh, I mean, the possibility of going super viral with the video is getting less and less and less um, to the point where it's disappearing. And now, as you say, I mean, even people who are subscribed to me on the GooTube, ThemTube, uh, are saying that they don't get the notifications and what have you, blah, blah, blah. I just did a video a couple days ago about this issue, specifically with regards to... um, I'm on this radio program called Financial Survival every couple weeks. I usually, or sometimes, I do up a, a video version of it and post it to my Extras YouTube channel. But this time, I uploaded it before I even hit publish. It gets the copyright strike for... About three seconds of music in the uh, bumper, bumper music in the beginning and end of the segments, the radio segments. So literally about a total, maybe nine seconds of music in a 40 plus minute video uh, gets it copyright blocked completely. So um, I made a video the other day saying, I'm not going to upload this radio show to Uh, YouTube anymore, I'll I'll upload it to BitChute, DTube, all of my videos are available for direct download from my server at corporatereport.com, but I'm not uploading this particular video to to YouTube anymore. And this, as I say, this is just the start. I mean, they're gonna make it harder and harder and harder to upload anything or to get anything seen. So I'm telling people for the 8,000th time, If you only follow me on YouTube, you are not going to see me anymore. I'm going to disappear. I'm going to be a thing of the past. Maybe you don't care. But if you do care, you've got to look at some of the other ways you can get my work and Luke's work and everyone else who's doing this work. Uh, I'm on BitChute and DTube and other places like that. But uh, best place to go for me is corporatereport.com because I I upload everything there. My MP3s, my MP4s, everything.
0: Yeah, and and, J- and J- James, you should care. This is extremely <laughs> important. People don't understand. There's very few individuals that I could be like, yeah, that guy's right on the target. You're one of those few individuals that I look at. I'm like, okay, he's criticizing this and this and this. All the things that a lot of people are afraid to, of course, criticize. You're actually able to go there. Uh, and Bilderberg is, of course, one of those topics. But again, uh, this is related to Bilderberg because the system is rigged here uh, in so many different ways. This is why the heads of media go to Bilderberg. This is why tech. Giants from Facebook, from Amazon, from Google, uh, all for, you know, all go to Bilderberg. Uh, look what ha- I mean. Look what's been happening on this channel just by ourselves. Uh, you put in my name. I remember Ron Paul interviewed me. Automatically demonetized anywhere, any channel, uh, documented all over the place. Al Jazeera stole one of our videos and then put a copyright strike against us and had our own videos taken down. CNN put a fake copyright strike against us, got rid of our live streaming abilities for months. Recently, I was watching the numbers minus twenty three thousand views in one day. No notification from YouTube. We don't know what's going on, but minus twenty three thousand views. And people need to understand here, James, this is another aspect that you kind of talked about a little bit. Uh, Not only are the subscriber counts manipulated with people just being unsubscribed when they didn't unsubscribe that i'm getting a lot of those notifications but the view count just like anything could be artificially manipulated uh, because it is totally in google's hands that has been caught manipulating has been caught playing politics has been caught being biased and we have to understand here every aspect of what we're seeing online especially if it's in your quote timeline could be manipulated including the view counts uh what do you think about that before we jump into all the technocrats going to Bilderberg and being a part of the larger discussion of Internet ID and all these other things uh, at, at years and years ago talking about this, and now
1: we're kind of living it. Yeah. Well, this is why I don't follow the view counts on my videos. I don't look at them on a daily basis. I'm not always checking how many views did this get because, A, that gets me chasing the tail. Uh, oh, this got a lot of numbers, these imaginary Internet points, so I better talk about this subject more or talk about this subject less or tailor my what I'm going to talk about for that. I don't want to get into that trap because that is a trap. And secondly, as, I, as you say, as I say, who knows? I mean, these numbers could be completely made up. And how would we know? Um, so I don't trust them as far as I can throw them.
0: Yeah, and, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't trust anything. The revolution, the evolution, any kind of contrarian knowledge, it's not going to be in your timeline. Uh, Jake Paul and all this other nonsense and and all these other uh, I forgot all those, the the, all the latest controversies insane uh, w- with some guy trying to turn straight guys uh, gay and then YouTube promoting him uh, him hanging out with with, with uh, the CEO of YouTube pushing him and promoting him always being in your I'm like this is so manipulated this is so pushed onto us uh, that it's just absolutely insane I remember the good old days where literally oh your your video was the number fifth uh, most viewed in all of news and politics. Here it is. Here's a ranking. That was, that was an honest ranking system where people are like, hey, this is our vote. They got rid of that. Subscribers don't matter. It's all recommended to you. It's all manipulated in so many different ways. But uh, the bigger topic here is, is, of course, to me, I believe that this was Uh, A bigger talking points of a lot of the elites that do attend Bilderberg. If we look at uh, some of their larger kind of talking points, some of their meetings that they officially declared that they officially put out there, uh, internet freedom uh, was one of them. Uh, Talking about technology advancing going after supposed fake news uh was on their agenda list before it became the national dialectic before we saw the mainstream media going out there and attacking independent media for allegedly uh being fake news so uh that's important to understand here because uh they're going to be meeting again this year and this meeting is very unprecedented since James, we're not hearing anything. We don't even know where it is. Me and Jason, we have our boots strapped in. We're ready to go. Dan Dix, it, he's probably ready to go too. We're like, okay, but we don't tell know where, where to go. Is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tell us where to go. So, so what do you make of this year's uh, Bilderberg in this kind of unprecedented fashion? And what's your kind of take on their kind of larger agendas talking about fake news and internet
1: speech uh, before this major calamity that we're all facing yeah. uh, online? All right. Well, there's no doubt that this is uh, a major talking point uh, in Bilderberg and every other elite, would-be elite conference, I I have no doubt. And we can see that if from nothing else than the uh, participation in uh, membership lists over the past decade, we've seen the Peter Thiels and people like that being invited to these conferences. So they're clearly steering it more in a cyber direction, as... It only makes sense because clearly the way to steer the population these days is not through TV and print. Nobody reads anymore. It's all online. So you've got to control that choke point, which is exactly what they are talking about and thinking about, no doubt. But how do we really know what they're discussing in substance? What we are getting from BilderbergMeetings.org, the official website of Bilderberg. Did you think a decade ago that there would be such a thing? But the official website of Bilderberg publishes their agenda and it contains, you know, the list of talking points they're going to talk about. And it's all these vague generalities like 2016, cybersecurity you know whatever that means and then we are left to ponder you know these cookie this cookie crumb ta- trail that is being left for us by Bilderberg so i am in this camp that is uh skeptical about the value of reading the tea leaves of Bilderberg at this point, the tea leaves that they are leaving in the teacup for us to look at. And they could be very much misdirecting us in a lot of different ways. Having said that, every single year I do go through the meeting list and the the, the, uh, the agenda and the participants and try to scribe those tea leaves for whatever information we can. But uh, my hat's off to you and Dan and people like yourself that go to every single meeting and 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 are the boots on the ground if for nothing else than just showing that there is opposition to Bilderberg I mean we have to physically show that Um, but in terms of what actual intel we're getting out these years I don't know I haven't seen a hell of a lot that's actually helped me predict anything or show anything of substance
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Reading the tea leaves is exactly what's happening here. And you would be insane if you look at Bilderberg just on its basis alone and not be skeptical of it. (laughs) There's a lot of reason to be skeptical with uh, a lot of people who are being called out by independent media, a lot of the bigger industries, a lot of the bigger corporations, a lot of the bigger intel agencies that attend this meeting uh, to not kind of. Look into uh, oh
1: hey they're meeting with a lot of the technocrats. You yeah. think
0: there would be some collusion here? Well and, hey, yeah yeah. yeah in two thousand
1: fifteen, you and Dan and Jeff uh, Berwick were in the Bilderberg Hotel during lockdown. You got that footage out of the conference room that has teleconferencing. Of course. Do you think yes. they're all physically going to the meeting? No, they are teleconferencing in whoever they want, and those people are not going to be on the participant list. So the participant lists are the people they want us to know are at the meetings.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's important to, to understand that there's a there's a whole bigger perspective here. There's a whole bigger picture here, and again, we're left reading the tea leaves. But there's there's a lot of nasty little tea leaves in there. <laughs> there's a lot of things to ponder and look at them, and it's like, hey, this doesn't look right, uh, especially with kind of the the acquiescence and the silence from the mainstream media that is not critical of this at all. Uh, they pretty much have the leading powers in industry going to them and say, yeah, we just talk about golf. There's no politics done here at all. There's no uh, insider trading. There's no insider deals when we have literally Goldman Sachs uh, sitting (laughs) with Google and Facebook and all these other large institutions uh, and all these other big monopolies out there. No, nothing bad's happening on there. Just trust us in the mainstream media. Yes, yes. The people who are bad are the people who are outside. Even Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel told me (laughs) he was like the the, I remember interviewing him I was like you know you're a libertarian what do you make of all the scrutiny against Bilderberg and he just said the people outside are like the Gestapo I'm like what I'm the one getting my hotel room raided. (laughs) I'm the one getting threatened out of the city. I'm the one getting spied on. I'm here simply asking you, uh, gentlemen and gentlemen, what's going on here? And uh, you're calling me the Gestapo. Uh, Absolutely insane. There were other members who came out and spoke about the agendas uh, and and revealed that there was more to the agenda that they were being talked about. Those individuals weren't invited back. But overall, uh, what do you make of the overall silence uh, this year? Uh, more than ever. And uh, where do you think, because obviously we see the vague agenda rules, but what do you think are going to be some important topics that uh, they would get into these leaders in industry uh, from their
1: history? Uh, well, I mean, we know that in 2002, for example, they called off the Iraq war for uh, fall of 2002 and, and uh, scheduled it for spring of 2003, which is exactly what happened. We know in 2006 they were talking about tanking of the, uh, the oil price uh, as part of a, uh, a general uh, economic event that was coming, a calamitous event. And then, of course, we got the tanking the oil price and the Lehman collapse and all of that. So um, I'm sure there are financial issues being discussed. I'm sure there are war issues being discussed. I'm sure Iran will be discussed. Again, whether it's on the agenda or not, uh, probably the more important talks take place in and around and after the conference itself amongst the uh, the breakout groups that no doubt happened. Uh, but yeah, the silence regarding This meeting and where it's taking place and whatever is puzzling, given that over the past few years, obviously they've been trying to publicize a little bit more, BilderbergMeetings.org and all of this and announcing it ahead of time. They're not doing that this year. That's very strange. Also strange, the only reference to Bilderberg in the MSM in the last few weeks has been Bloomberg, of course, with editor-in-chief John Micklefwaite, a regular attendee. Um, And it's just a passing reference to the Romanian central bank governor being a member of the Bilderberg group, which they describe as, quote, an exclusive global policy club. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, that 's an appellation for you exclusive global policy club hey guys let 's let 's drink some tea and discuss global policy nonsense of course so i don 't know what that what that means I think the only the only thing that i can I can conjecture at this point is they tried to roll it out full on full on public hey we 're public we 've got this website here 's the agenda here 's the participants we 'll post it for everyone to see so that it 's not so people can 't claim we 're so secretive. Uh, But no one really cared in the MSM world, in the normie world, so now maybe they're going back to the secrecy of old? I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting step. And uh, if anything, this does speak to the fact that they don't want big crowds of people out there protesting like we did have several years ago that, unfortunately, we don't anymore
0: yep yep and there was a huge huge crowd and sadly a lot of even the alternative supposed media they're just turning their backs on it and kind of cheerleading a lot of the bigger globalist policies when they were you know supposedly against it but that's a whole another topic we're going to be out there and of course as you just said uh, you know they're trying to get less and less press out there but they're also you know answering emails they have a website but at the same time independent journalists literally have their hotel rooms raided. I had my hotel room raided. there was another journalist last year that had a gun put to his head. Uh, There was a, you know, cops were coming up to me, harassing me, literally talking about terrorist bombs, and I'm like, trying to intimidate me from from just simply standing outside, not doing anything illegal, and just trying to document what was happening. So it's there's so many cases of of just strong-arm kind of thuggery that happens outside that definitely doesn't play into this whole, nothing's happening, it's all innocent here, then why are you treating journalists like criminals for simply trying to report on it? That's the bigger question that I wanted to leave everyone with. We're fundraising just to get out there and get Jason Bermas out there. No matter where it is, we're going to be out there. And we want to thank all of you guys for allowing us to do that. But uh, the last kind of topic that I really wanted to get into, and I really wanted to talk to you specifically about this question because you follow geopolitics very closely uh, like we do. Uh, You have your finger on the pulse, especially on the larger bigger uh, financial uh, issues that are happening. What do you make of this latest kind of trade talks between China and the United States? I know you have a very unique perspective on this, and I kind of agree more with you that there's a lot more interplay here, that there's a lot more uh, that works to the benefit of both of these interests that we should look into. But overall, what's your make of this larger trade kind of conflict that's happening between China and the United States right now?
1: Well, this is perfectly predictable and predicted by people like myself, but many, many others from the inception of the Trump administration, which included China war hawks who openly talked about how, you know, we're losing the trade war and blah, blah, blah. And those people have been appointed to key uh, positions in the Trump administration. So it's no surprise at all. In fact, the only surprise is it took them this long to get to this point. Um, This is ramping up of the conflict and Exactly as in the 1930s for example trade wars and trade rivalries uh, certainly contributed to the factors that led to strife that uh, ultimately resulted in war um, that was part of what was going on in the 1930s that uh, might be a neglected part of that history because you know there's other things that are more fireworky to concentrate on but this is how wars often start and uh, and there is a conflict that is being engineered and that conflict as I Am it pains to t- to point out every single time that conflict is real and there are real people who really are genuinely working for this national interest or that national interest and they really are fighting against what they perceive to be the enemy in that country. But as you alluded to there, my main thesis is that over top of all of that, there is the globalist uh, system which does not care about America, does not care about China. It cares about the global system that's going to result from the smash up of the. In individual constituent pieces. And they are, I think, beyond and above this. And I wrote an, int- an editorial right before I went on vacation a few weeks ago that I think uh, people should check out about China's suspiciously American arsenal, where the, all of these uh, military uh, weaponry gadgets, drones, uh, fighter jets, uh, uh, Humvees, everything that you can think of are appearing in the PLA, the People's Liberation Army arsenal. And every single time there's these... These these articles written by these mainstream normie websites. Wow, you know this looks just like the American version of this. So there was even a, a I think it was a Popular Mechanics article. Yes, Popular Mechanics, about uh uh, uh, uh it was a, some sort of weapons targeting system that the Chinese PLA Navy I believe was was uh, demonstrating, and the demonstration showed English. Readouts on this uh, on this display, and they're and they're saying, well, that's very strange. Either that means they're they're just using stock footage of American uh, material, or they're they're literally somehow got actual American military software installed on these Chinese systems. How did that happen? <laughs> it's because they are being fed this technology, and this is. This is exactly the point. The, the rise of China would not have been possible without the 100% full complicity of the global backers of this system that are bringing China up exactly as they brought the Soviet Union up and propping it up in the new Cold War, which could become a new hot war. Who knows? I don't have the crystal ball, but that's the way things are going. And so the trade war is just sort of a stepping stone towards the next level of whatever engineered conflict they're, they're coming about with.
0: It always historically starts with economic war, and it definitely looks like the perfect tisidious trap that's being built up that happens throughout history when a challenging power uh, goes after the main power. And of course, the United States is the main power, and China does have many goals to become uh, a power in itself. But one of the things that makes me very critical, it's something that you talked about as well, is that in the, you know in the 1960s, essentially, David Rockefeller and Henry Kissinger went to China and pretty much opened it up to the world and say, hey... These guys have cheap labor, slave labor. We could get rid of expensive manufacturing jobs in the United States for the corporatist globalists and have it all made in China and ship it here. So they have a lot of their fingerprints on this. So this is why we should be skeptical and not seeing kind of Kissinger as the expert here. A lot of people in the media, because uh, Kissinger's coming back in there, are painting, oh, yeah, Henry Kissinger, he, he's meeting with Trump again to talk about China. How great is this? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't believe that at all. But uh, again, we, we don't know if it's going to be a cold war or a hot war but already economically there is a lot of tensions uh but sadly just like you said the benefit of this is clear it's not the people it's not one individual country it's the military industrial complex it's a lot of these globalists who don't have any allegiance to any specific country and benefit no matter which side uh you know wins here and sadly a lot of people are being played off against each other and suffering because of this
1: larger kind of divide and conquer uh i make one point before yeah, we go of course of course uh, there's a, there's a really important thing to note from this is that even in these staged and engineered conflicts, there are certain pieces of information that that fall out from them that are important, and one of them is, for example, we see now the u s is fighting with China over the development of five g and what companies are going to be rolling it out and oh you've got to be aware of those evil Chinese with their chinese five g because they're going to be spying on everyone they can use the five g weaponize five g of course, all of the things they're talking about are equally capable if it's an American company than if it's a Chinese company. And, uh, you know, history shows, no doubt, American companies are weaponizing 5G and are ready to spy on absolutely all da- data. So they're, they're revealing what 5G is really about because of the, the engineered conflict. Look, it's the evil Chinese doing this, but don't worry, you can trust the American corporations because we all know, you know, Fang, the Fang companies would never lie to you. They, they're, they're, they're trustworthy all the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, the American corporations like Google that are working on a censored Chinese a- engine, yeah, they have a total allegiance to the United States. They're gonna do everything just for the benefit of the United States and the people of the United States, right? Come on, now, this is some absolute uh, bullcrap. And of course, 5G is is you know uh, being used by by the U.S. military here. A lot of those long band weapons are registered with the U.S. military, uh, and there's a whole big debate going on with uh, Huawei uh, and of course American carriers and the dangers and the safety is all this. But uh, again, real life implications uh, over something that we should question every day. Because when I look at this, I'm like, we don't need this to be happening. Like, there's there's a way to reach out with, dipl- with diplomacy, with just sitting down, with communicating that doesn't involve bunting heads with each other. I mean, I, one last question. Am I just t- too optimistic? Am I too much of a hippie to see that as a solution that two people should come together and talk to each other and not just uh, build up and ramp up the military industrial complex, waving their proverbial swords at each other, screaming at each other for no reason? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Am I, I not get used what you're to saying. And I agree with possible?
1: the principle, yeah. but you're. You're putting it in the wrong way. Because, again, then that would be, oh, we need the leader, Trump, to sit down with the leader, she, and then they can sort things out. No, no, we do not need the leader, Trump, or the leader, she, to to sort things out for us. That's exactly the problem. No, we need actual free humanity freely interacting and transacting with each other without the corporate and governmental parasites over top of us and the banking parasites. Uh, Obviously, we're not anywhere close to that. That's very pie in the sky at this point. But, hey, that's, that's the real goal at the end of this is that, yeah, I don't have any beef with any particular Chinese person. It's that someone who claims to be my leader is claiming to have some beef with someone who claims to be the leader of the Chinese people. It's all nonsense. And unfortunately, it's just our mindset that's gotten us into this nonsense.
0: I set it up right up, and you knocked it out of the park. I couldn't agree with you any more than that amazing, great point. Yeah, stop giving your power to in other individuals. <laughs> this is why we're having a, a potential for huge geopolitical conflicts between world powers over stupidity of entrusting someone to have power over you. And it's all about you realizing, hey— I don't need someone (laughs) telling me what to do and I can't do. I'm a human being. I have all the liberty. I have all the freedom. I have everything essential within myself to decide how I'm going to live my life. Uh, Very important, complex, uh, not really complex. It's, It's so simple. The answer and the solution—it's always just within us, and it's about us understanding it. And the first way of doing that is with communication. This is why there's such a targeted effect. We're trying to shut down James. This is why I see, I haven't seen James's videos at all anywhere. I used to see him all the time. I don't see him at all anymore. You're most likely not seeing our videos, but because you share, because you're a part of this community, uh, somehow we're still able to be here and we're able to be here mainly because of you. And I want to thank all of you amazing human beings who support us and to allow us to continue and all the amazing individuals who support James, because I love watching his content. Uh, go support James. Uh, his link to his YouTube channel will be in the
1: description. No, Definitely check him out. No, don't link to my YouTube channel. Link to corporate okay. report.com. Your website, Stop your website. using YouTube. Don't give them okay, your fire. power.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, your website. We're using Brave, we're using PreSearcher, we're using Steam, we're, we're going off all, 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 in a whole bunch of different directions. Uh, again, good point, totally agree. Website, uh, sign up to our email list too. Do you have an email list? Uh, I do. Yeah, it's okay, on the sidebar yeah, of my yeah.
1: website, All right. CorbettReport.com. <laughs> All right. Yeah,
0: yeah. we have an email list. That's the, that's the only real way now. Snail mail, like old school email to get in contact with each other. James, thank you so much for your points of view. Thank you so much for being here with us. Really appreciate you and keep up the great, amazing work. And thank you, beautiful human beings, for being a part of it.